Hey everybody, welcome to episode 31 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are on our second retro review ever today. Ever. Yeah. And I think the way we got to this one was, it was maybe... Su- it was suggested. It was suggested. But Thank I, you, Tyler. I also think that subconsciously, maybe we felt a little guilty for sandbagging it with <laughs> The Rock on our first pick. Well, we had comments later. Yes. And I I've, I got called out... Um, for bad-mouthing Matthew McConaughey. So it was, it was kind of a perfect storm of things, right? Like, I bad-mouthed Matthew McConaughey. We had some not-typical Garrett and Carson movie recommendations for our retro review, and we picked a Garrett and Carson movie <laughs> for our retro review. So I think we felt a little guilty, and this one was actually on on the list as an actual suggestion from Tyler. So in the end, we ended up picking How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So for all of our female listeners out there who've been giving us a little bit of grief on the side... This one was for you guys. Or romantically inclined gentlemen. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't have to hate these kinds of movies. (laughs) It's not typically one that we would rush out and go see. So we went out of our way to to go. And I've seen this, right? You'd seen it too. It's been a long time. Yes. I I maybe saw it in theaters, maybe with Jess. I don't know. It's been at least least 10 years for me. Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen it outside of theater uh, my wife always laughs, or she laughed when I told her that we were going to watch this because she swears that every week it's always on Bravo or something else. Like she's, she's like Garrett, seriously, it's on every week on one of the cable channels. They always play this movie, <laughs> but I was able to find it on Netflix, and that made life a lot easier. And it's not edited, so right. Well, know, who you, knows yeah. what we would have missed? <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't have you can't have things edited out of a movie like well, this. Well, it, it's hard. One of the the better scenes of the movie. You know, they're they're playing BS, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't, can't do that without not cussing. That's entirely true. So if you haven't heard of or seen How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, here's a very long-winded blurb from Letterboxd. An advice columnist, Andy Anderson, played by Kate Hudson, tries pushing the boundaries of what she can write about in her new piece about how to get a man to leave you in 10 days. Her editor, Lana, loves it, and Andy goes off to find a man she can use for the experiment. Enter executive Ben Barry, played by Matthew McConaughey, who is so confident in his romantic prowess that he thinks he can make any woman fall in love with him in 10 days. When Andy and Ben meet, their plans backfire. It was directed by Donald Petrie, who did Miss Congeniality, Mystic Pizza, Grumpy Old Men, and a bunch of others. And the cast is basically Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey, and then Catherine Hahn, who it's probably a that lady going back to a previous episode. She's a, that gal, that girl, that lady. I don't know what we want to call it. The female version of our, that guys. She's, I always remember her as Derek's wife and stepbrothers. And I feel like that was the first time I ever saw her. Now she's been in a lot of other, other stuff since then, but I was shocked to see her in this because I didn't know she existed before stepbrothers. Lieutenant Dangle. You forgot about him. Lieutenant Dangle. Oh, from Reno yeah. 911. From Reno 911. Yeah, and, and the other guy, too. I forget what his name is. He's been in a lot of stuff, too. He was in Dazed and Confused with Matthew McConaughey. Yes, he was. Good call. Whatever his name is. I think it's Adam Goldberg. I think I remember seeing that when I was looking up some of the cast info. That but, sounds accurate. Yeah, but for all intents and purposes, right. it's, it's it's those three. In Ray Friends. 
Rafe LaFrance. Oh, you got that wrong. That's not who that is. You said Rafe LaFrance. That's not who it is. I have it in my notes. Did you not see that? Or did I take that out? I don't know. Oh, nope. Here it is. I appreciate seeing douchey Scott Pollard miss free throws. Scott Pollard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Of course, how how typical of uh, guys are we, right? Like the the NBA scene comes on and we're scanning those. Who is that? We've got to find the players. I remember them mentioning Alan Houston and a few other guys. It's all Latrell. Did you see Latrell Sprewell? I did. Yeah. Scott Pollard. Yeah. He was even on Survivor. That fits. That guy was a loser in college, and he's a loser in the pros. He had frosted tips. Yes, he did, and black fingernails, I believe. Yes. I can't believe I... Yeah. <laughs> My fault. Right. Okay, so where what did you think? I, I don't know that there's a lot to dive into with the plot, so what did you think? Well, overall, it wasn't how I remembered it. I remembered it being more funny than it was, and so it... Like all the the things that she did, the annoyingness of having a, a girlfriend that moves too fast. I thought there'd be more of that, and actually, you uh, thought there'd be more of it. I thought there'd be more more better ones. Okay, so it wasn't more realistic ones. Quality over quantity. Yeah, Catherine Hahn's character mentions a bunch of them that would have been really good. Yeah, like, like in her character, things like spraying your perfume on my pillow. Yeah, you, you know, you know, and then kind of sliding in things like that. That uh, Kate Hudson goes goes from zero to sixty. So, so she starts off with with the, which I think was was a, a brilliant one. That the first one was very good. You're you're at the Knicks game, game one of the finals, and you're there. And yeah. she asks him to to go get her a coke at with the a le- minute with a minute left, <laughs> yeah. and it's tied. Yeah. And, and so that's like, like that's like of course you know type of thing. And, yeah. And so so that was good. And then uh, I forgot the second one. And so they're they're doing. They're doing well, and then she goes to she brings pink comforters for his bed, and like I think they they jumped. I think there well, there's, they had there's, to, yeah. But there but there's things in there that could have been really funny. Uh, I, I don't I don't think movies like this are designed to be subtle, though. True. I think the point is to go. I mean, everything about them is exaggerated, right? Like everything the guy does is exaggerated. Everything the girl does is exaggerated. I mean, that goes for any kind of romantic comedy. So I don't. It's trying to be funny by going by being obnoxious, but not having the characters realize they're being obnoxious. But the thing I liked about this movie, though, is that since they're both playing a game where he can't just get out of it, right? If it right. was a normal romantic comedy, he would just be like, whatever, I'm done. I'm not going to do this. But because he has to stay locked in because of his bet and she has to stay locked in because of her article, they're, they both are just ratcheting things up to the nth degree. Yeah. And the best thing I think they did was they didn't make it a coincidence yeah. of oh, you have a bet, and oh, you have a bet. And so they happen to meet each other in a bar, and they both have bets. That would have been, that would have been ridiculous. But here, you know, yes, they do have that, but they're, they're set up. They're set up by his competition at the ad agency. And so they, they know about her bet, or that what she has to do, and so they send her, him. Did they make that clear, though? Mm-hmm. So the the two, you're talking about the two ladies that work at the same company as Matthew McConaughey. That are trying to win his ad account. Yeah, they know that she's writing this article? Yes, and that's okay. why they picked her. Okay, I picked up on the fact that they knew who she was in terms of she writes for, it's not composure. I, was, I yeah. keep, Cosmo is what's yeah. in my head. But I didn't, I didn't know if I missed it or what, and I must have that they knew she was writing that column. Yeah, her boss 
tells them okay right before that scene gotcha that that actually i agree with you then that that makes it a lot better it, it makes it so it's like okay they're they're playing that's why they know that he's not gonna win because she's trying to lose a guy in 10 days and make it really make his life hell right I like that a lot better than just the randomness of life of, oh, they happen to have two bets going on at the same time. Sure. And I like that this angle exists between the both of them. Because otherwise, when you get into everything about romantic comedies can tend to be, or romantic movies in general can tend to be, I'm going to use a word that makes me sound obnoxious, but like serendipitous, right? Like, oh, things just happen. Like you said, it's all coincidence and fate stars are aligning and things are happening. But this is like, there's a game going on that right. that makes it, I don't know, for whatever reason, I found it to be more entertaining than just that generic stuff. And and honestly, like, we've seen Matthew McConaughey's angle in thousands of movies before, right? The the guy who thinks that he can get any girl that there is. It reminds me of She's All That with Freddie Prinze, where they can take any girl and turn her into the popular girl just by dating. Like we've, we've all seen the McConaughey angle, but what we haven't seen is the Kate Hudson angle of, I can drive somebody completely insane no matter how basically beautiful or whatever that I am and successful. Yeah. That's one thing that I think sets this movie apart from some of the other romantic comedies in, you know, around the same time. So you mentioned the quality of stuff that she does needing to be better. My thing about that, when she's trying to be annoying, it goes on way too long, way too long. It, it's like a solid 30 minutes of an hour and 40 minute movie of just how many different ways can Kate Hudson be annoying. And I get that that's part of the movie and part of the humor is that you've got to see all the different ways that she's trying to lose a guy. But to me, it just kind of drug on and drug on. It's like, okay, I I get, I get it. You're, you're being annoying. And we all know as an audience where this is going, it doesn't need to be an hour and 45 hour and 50 minute movie. It can drop down to an hour and a half and still be plenty effective. So cut some of that stuff out and let's skip along the way. Well, see, I, I didn't think so. Uh, I mean, I thought that was the crux of the movie. I just wish that they were done differently. So they, you had the getting a Coke during the game. You had the talking during the movie. The, he even the, had to the, get in a fight with a big-ass guy. Yeah, get the f- fight, fight with a guy because you're my boyfriend. You know? yeah. It's the, the poker night I thought was great. You know, it's, you're interrupting you know, the time that, that they have. You know, all, all these things. I just think that there's so many more things that you could have used that are just kind of small things. but really drive drive that home yeah and just the all, bringing a box of stuff i think i think that's the one I'm, I'm stuck on all of a sudden it's a comforter you bring a pink comforter i think it was just supposed to be about her more moving stuff and i think i think that was the big lead up to the medicine cabinet that was supposed to be the big well see and that would have been fine yeah. i would have been okay and i would have been okay with pictures of the, she put brought pictures of them yeah you know and maybe even a stuffed animal I think the pink comforter really got me for some reason. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I don't, don't think like that pink girls comforter. do that. You know. Uh, well, no, but she's also trying. Uh, true, but it's using the stereotypical ways of how to lose a guy. You know, she's trying to do a a self help of hey, don't do this, girls. Well, don't bring a pink. Com- no girl does that to where needing right. that step. But I think you're also missing the kind of in movie explanation for why she's being so ridiculous is that she has to lose the guy in 10 days so that she can get her article written so that she can then go be a political writer or whatever else that, that carrot that's being dangled by her boss. So sure. She needs to just end it in any way that she can within 10 days. So she's not going to do things that are kind of more realistic. She's going to go above and beyond what it takes to get that to happen. Well, I did think the, uh, you're going back to the, the annoying piece of she kept laying it on pretty thick. Well, 
she, I thought Kate Hudson did a great job of showing her face when she thought she was being annoying. Like, oh my God, that, it's still not working. Yeah. You know, like, like between everything and like laugh, I can't believe I said that. You know, yeah, there's a lot of she, moments where she turned her back to like Matthew McConaughey and the, and the camera sees her and she's like rolling her eyes or even she's annoyed with herself. She, right. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is good. I mean, they, they definitely did a good job of making you think that like the first time they met, even though they both knew what was going on, it was kind of, they had that natural first reaction because he even tells her a bunch of different times, you know, uh, what happened to the girl I met the first night. So it's almost like she let it slip on the first night that that's who she really is kind of thing. And mm-hmm. they both liked each other. And then they both kind of realized they had to keep playing the game in order for things to move on. But I thought that was a nice touch. They kept kind of harping back on that. I enjoyed that. I will say though, that, uh, the whole time I was watching, I was like, well, I think she misfired on this because like her friend, Catherine Hahn, mm-hmm. you know, she slept with a guy on the first night and she cried while, yeah. while she, after, <laughs> after they had sex and, yeah. and, you know, things like that. And I think Matthew McConaughey's character, if he wasn't even in a bet, would be more of, I'm going to stay with her until I... I get to sleep with her and yeah. then, and then, then, then I'll drop her. Right. You know, you know, type of thing. So had they done it earlier, you know, it'd be easier for him, you know, a normal guy, you know, to, to not put up with this. Yeah. But they, they waited until they were in love. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that I laughed pretty hard at was uh, the opening, the, the way the movie opens. If, if I had not looked at the date, so it's just the style when they're showing the magazine covers and doing all the different things. If I had not looked at what date this came out, I would have actually probably pegged it at like 98-ish. I don't know why it feels so incredibly dated. Like 2003 sounds a lot closer than what that movie felt like in the beginning. It It's funny to go back and watch certain movies like that that are very heavily influenced by pop culture and things of the styles of the time and how people acted and dressed and, you know, he he was a badass because he had a flat panel TV in his apartment in 2003. <laughs> uh, everybody was like, whoa, look at that. But it's, So when I saw the opening of the movie, I was like, is this really 2003? Did I read that wrong? I had to go check because just the style of it felt very, very much the 90s to me. That was 15 years ago. No, I know, but it, it, I guess I felt like 2003 feels a little bit different than 1998. Only five years. But the other thing that killed me <laughs> in this is when he's trying to set the mood on their first date at their house, and he puts on a CD. On Nelly. <laughs> he lights candles, and he plays the CD, and it's Nelly's. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. That is so terrible. And thankfully, they make a joke about it, or he kind of makes a crack about it, and yeah. then switches it to Al Green, I think. Yeah. so He has this big big grin on his face when he's playing Nelly. It's, it's <laughs> he's so, so proud. It's so, <laughs> so stupid. take off all your clothes. Yeah, that was really, really bad. <laughs> One thing I liked and one thing I didn't like, I, I kind of like how it all came to a head at the same time, which is usually how these movies go. You know, they trick somebody into having the two guys go tell her that this was a bet. So she's finding out that it was a bet right at the same time that he's finding out that she was writing an article. So that was cool. But then they turn around like in whatever kind of whatever it is you're feeling at that point in time, because everything you want them to be together. And now it's all coming down. That duet scene that they do, which I know is just supposed to be an escalation of them pushing each other because of each other's bet right right but it's so terrible well it's a really bad scene like it's it's intentionally done to be cringe cringy that's the whole point but even inside of the movie it was just like oh that that is so obnoxious and over the top that i i I, yeah it was at the point to where 
he knew what she was doing and she knew what he was doing, but they didn't know that the other one knew yet. Right. And so they were, yeah, pushing each other. But getting on stage in a whole gala uh, and singing a cringeworthy Carly Simon cover, it was, <laughs> it was, it's one of those things where I know this whole concept of the movie is kind of not believable, right? I mean, none of these ever really are, but like, it's something like that that pushes it over the edge where you just kind of feel, oh, oh, that was such a bad scene. And this always happens too in romantic comedies, but you just want them to like you're looking at him like how can either one of you be mad in this situation like i found myself looking at the tv because matthew mcconaughey's like you were just using me to get ahead and i'm like yeah that that's what you were that's, like, that's exactly like, what you were doing right <laughs> why why didn't can't you both just stop for a second and be like you both were doing the same thing so like it's a tie start over but they wouldn't which, make which they did well yeah but he had to go chase her down in a taxi as he's riding a motorcycle with because he reads a magazine article and what's funny to me is so after he goes and tracks her down. Don't you think it went through his head? Uh, does he think everything that she did was annoying? And oh, so, and yeah. I, and so I was like, which, he's like, oh, okay, well, she's not an annoying person. Well, I bet she's got some of those in her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know right. I mean? yeah, he just assumes that all of those were an act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, she's probably got some of those still, yeah. still left in there. He's like, oh, crap, I thought that was part of the... <laughs> yeah, they flash forward to a month later, and he realizes how much of it is, was it's actually real. real. It was real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, it's that time then. Run through the questions. Let's do it. What'd you rate it? I gave it two and a half. Any particular reason? Um, it's not one that I'd, I'd go seek out. Again, I thought I'd like it. I thought I remembered liking it more than I did. It's okay. I'd, if it was on TV, because it always is, maybe we'd finish it type of thing. Cool. Favorite moment? Favorite moment was uh, the Knicks game of when she tells him to go do that because it was, Perfectly timed, and yeah. it's like, of course. Tells them to do it twice. Twice, yeah. <laughs> what well, one thing would you change? Uh, I would put more more subtle things that stereotypical women do to annoy guys in there. I hope you catch a lot of flack for oh, that Oh, I'm comment. going to, and, and I'm going to get, like, what, you know, from my wife? Yeah. And I mean, if I got what ripped, is Adrian doing? <laughs> if I got ripped for even bad-mouthing McConaughey and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I, and you just dropped a stereotypical women, I, I'm staying far away from Stereotypes that aren't always true. They're just out there, and they're funny. Yep. Fa- Facebook, <laughs> Two Views Movies. Make sure you tag Carson. Garrett, <laughs> Garrett had nothing to do with that one. Theater versus couch. It's definitely a couch movie. You paying or are you waiting? For I am free? not paying for this. It's that, it's this a free one, movie. Yeah, that question doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the context of something that's fifteen years old, but point still taken. Yeah, more of a popcorn or art house film. This is a popcorn movie all the way. Oscar or Razzie? This is much closer to a Razzie than an Oscar. Why are you saying much closer? I mean, it's Oscar or Razzie. What are you giving this? Well, I'm, de- I'm not giving half of these movies. What are you Oscar. giving this? This is a Razzie. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Fill in the blank. If you liked Blank, you would like this movie. If you like Failure to Launch, you'd like this movie. Who's in that movie with him? Sarah Jessica Parker. Gotcha. And he's the living at home, same type of guy. With Terry Bradshaw? Terry Bradshaw. Yep. Yeah. And he's the, the ladies' man that she's <laughs> making. Yeah, it's making him better. Gotcha. Yeah. Same. Same concept yeah of course all right so you're up what's your rating i gave it three why is that i mean for a rom-com slash chick flick it was decently fun um i just thought it went a little too long in the middle it's cliche and predictable but fairly fun when i try to compare it to other rom-coms it felt like three stars was was about right 
and your favorite moment? Uh, when they both find out that they're each playing the other at the banquet at the end. And one thing you would change? I mentioned it earlier, but it needs to drop about 20 to 30 minutes in the middle of her being annoying. I I get the point. You can make your <laughs> make your jokes in a couple of different scenes, and then let's move on. In theater versus couch? Definitely couch. You pay for it or wait for it to be free? Uh, it's got to be a stream. Free. Popcorn movie or art house movie? Popcorn movie. Are you giving this an Oscar or are you giving it a Razzie? Total Razzie. I, I wonder if it won a Razzie. I'd have to go look. No way. It'd be something to look up later. It did not. So fill in the blank. If you liked blank, you would like this. I put The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds because it's it's not really both of them playing a game, but they agree to get married because of a green card. So there's kind of that. It's kind of the same thing where it's like, oh, they're not supposed to like each other, but then they eventually do like each other. So it felt felt right. Okay. The Proposal. Yep. All right. So that's our second retro review, this time with How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. It'll be interesting to see what we pick next. If any of you guys have thoughts on what we should do, definitely drop us a comment on Facebook. We have a list of everything everybody suggested already. So if we don't hear anything new, we'll pick from that. But let us know what you thought about the episode on Facebook. You can follow us at twoviewsmovies.com. Send us an email at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. But definitely go out to the podcast store and like us and leave us a rating out there. It definitely helps us out. We will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.